Welcome everyone to Class 1A. My name is Dylan and I'm going to be your substitute homeroom teacher today. Andrew is out and about, but have no fear because it is me and James Graham with you today. What's up, James? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I, I, I like these these intimate episodes. Just two of us, the D-Gen duo, as we like to say. Yeah, that's what we call ourselves. That's what we're known by. Like, this, like I, we haven't done anything like overly degenerate in a while. I think we're. I feel like we're more degenerate when Andrew's around, like on purpose. But when it's you and I, it's usually like pretty tame. <laughs> yeah, it's because we're not like scrounging up for content, right? Because normally, whenever we're the most degenerate, it's like here's like a little tiny thing, make into it a whole episode, and that's where we usually run with it. it. Yeah, yeah, we just go down the rabbit hole as far as we possibly can, and then we're like, oh, it's been forty five minutes. Whoops. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, but let's start getting into the episode because it is a good one because it is the official start. I would call it the official start of the Endeavor Agency arc. Yeah, let's just get into it. But before we do, make, if you're listening on podcast platforms, make sure that you check out our YouTube at Class 1A. And if you aren't listening on podcasting platforms and you're watching the video, make sure you're subscribed here at Class 1A to keep up to date with all things My Hero Academia. So going into the recap. We open up with Hawks flying over the city, again talking with Dobby. He relays the conversation to the Hero Commission, uh, kind of solidi like solidifying uh, that he's like a double agent at this point. Um, but that's, of course, until we see him meet up with Best Genus and leave his apartment with a giant duffel bag, looking very ominous, and promising Dobby he would prove his loyalty. Then we cut over to Deku, who is home for New Year's Eve, visiting his mom, telling her stories about UA, even showing her the letter that Eerie wrote him. The next day, we're off to the Endeavor Agency. When meeting up with Endeavor, though, he is more or less doesn't care about all the students outside of Shoto. Uh, he kind of just is doing this just for his son. And we again catch up with Dobby, who is at this mansion, and he meets up with the giant-chinned purple hero from last episode. Um, I don't know if we got a name for him. Um, I think his quirk is Slide and Go, uh, so I'll just call him Slide and Go from here on out. There you go. And uh, we see another hero, villain, person, uh, tell Hawks that he is essentially completely bugged and they are watching all of his moves, even down to like his heart rate at this point. Then back with the big three of 1A, they spring into action to take down a giant glass-sucking magician villain uh, named the Servant of the Stars. And as they collapse in on him, they run into Hawks again. Um, while chatting with Hawks, he gives Endeavor a book called Meta Liberation War. He seems very out of character and shifty here and tells Endeavor to read into the sections he has highlighted. Back at the agency, Endeavor cracks the code that Hawks set for him, revealing the phrase, the enemy is the Liberation Army. They number over 100,000 in four months to action. And this is where we end our story today. It is a, like, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah, we're getting like a little bit of like seediness and espionage, which is like very much not my hero. Like, I mean, it like there is of course espionage as heroes and stuff like that but to have it like as like the primary storyline is i think definitely feels maybe not jarring but like it's it's just like it's just out of character right but it, it, like i think they're doing an okay job with it yeah i like it so far the the one interesting thing i wanted to note about the code cracking scene um yes it's a little deeper than you might think um, so the way that kanji works essentially when he said like look at the second word of you know all of these phrases it's not like he's saying you know take all these words and they form a sentence it's like take all of these characters and like when you take them out of their context and put them in the new context of this like sentence they could take on a totally different meaning and like really be like a new sentence that's not even related yep. to the other ones um so it's like a real like code breaking scene and like there's a lot that endeavors thinking through here 
So I just wanted to call that out because I think, thought it was like super cool. Yeah, and see from the initial impression, like I think because you and I talked about this in pre-show, like it's kind of like it's a meme, man. He says like look at like take a look at the second part, right? And then Endeavor's like, oh, the second, the second, you know, kanji, right? But for it to be a bit more intricate than that, because because specifically because of how the language is written, I think that makes it a lot more interesting. And I honestly, I really liked how they animated that scene too. I was I was I was really into it. Um, and then it's nice to show that Endeavor's not like not pure brute force you know what i mean like he's the, the you know like i don't think anybody would ever questioned endeavor's intelligence but it was interesting to see like how it's not just like battle prowess that he has he actually does have like you know a lot of like intelligence in other aspects of being a hero yeah he has keen intellect um a good yes. name from the uh my hero uh wiki um every character that you look at under special abilities it always says keen intellect intellect <laughs> everybody's a genius yeah so um actually i just wanted to jump right into the new opener and closer that we got so yes we're not going to officially rank these or anything we're of course we are going to wait until andrew's back with us to do that um but i just want to talk through some of the scenes and get your overall thoughts on it so so let's start at the opener i guess what do you think so far <laughs> Yeah, so it took me a second like to listen to the opener, and then I was like, wait a second, I've heard this somewhere else. And I believe it's the same song they're using for the movie now, too. Really? I think there's I think there's been some crossover for it. Yeah. Uh specifically the the like I think it's almost like the chorus where they say Merry Go Round, which I believe is the title of the sound of the song, yeah. I think. Um that I think has been used in some promotional trailers for the movie. I think either that or I've heard it in another anime, which is even more concerning. Um, I'll have to do some digging after this, but like I liked it though. I liked kind of what the I, the, the the whole mood. That I guess the new opener was giving off. It's like I I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bit of a sucker for like the harder rock kind of intros. Like I think I think it's a nice change up. Yeah, I, I liked a lot of the scenes there. Uh, I think my favorite one is the like the pose, like All Might is doing the pose, and then it fades out, and then it's Endeavor like right behind yeah. him. Super super cool scene. Um, but the other thing I want to point out is um, we saw some familiar faces. Of course, you know, a lot of the students and heroes that we know. Um, the League of Villains is back into it in some capacity because we see them there. And then we also mm. see a new group of people. Um, yeah. Which I assume is probably related to uh, what we're about to go into with this meta liberation um, war thing. Um, I assume it is that group of people. Uh, the same group of people that Hawks is, is mm. talking with at this point. Yeah, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard hard not to assume because you have like an entirely new entity being introduced, like you know, in this episode alone. You like, and now you have this one character who was communicating with Hawks that was basically saying that he's monitored. He is a part, or like that that like you can kind of see the same figure. You can like you know you can make the connection that he's in that like new gaggle of characters that were introduced to in the opener. Um, basically, he's the only one I think we've had any exposure to. Um. I don't even know if like is did you see the slide and go guy in the opener? No, I don't think he is. No, I, don't think I, he I, is. Don't, I don't think he was there. Um, okay. So not sure how much more we'll get of him from here. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting and like a little sneak peek at least into like what's coming up in the the next couple episodes. I would assume. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, overall, I I liked it. I thought it was good. It was a little like, it's a little edgy in places. Um, a little bit, yeah. Which is pretty funny. Um, and for all the manga uh, readers out there, I don't know if you can spot them, but there is a couple scenes of where they're just direct rips uh, from some of the volume covers. Uh, so next time oh, you're, you're watching, just be on the lookout for that. It's like a fun little 
fun little Easter egg for you to, to take a look at. <laughs> and what about the That's ending? Awesome. I didn't know how I felt about the ending. I like the ending definitely didn't like I've all I like as endings rarely resonate with me as well, regardless, but I found this one was pretty flat. Um it was really, really heavily Hawks influenced too. Like, I mean, yeah, which is weird. I mean, Hawks is seems like he's the main character right now that we're going to be getting a lot of Hawks. But like, that was strange to me because you know, I think Deku's just, still the big character. So I, I would, and it, yeah, that's just it. Yeah, and like, I mean, it plays off the like Endeavor Hawks like dynamic too, like a little bit, which I like. I'm, I'm glad that you know, um. Like, you know, as much as I, like, loved All Might as, like, a, like, you know, as the symbol piece and all that stuff, it's really nice to have these other characters that have these weird dynamics where, like, Hawks, like, legitimately looks up to Endeavor, and you kind of see it played out that way. Um, and, of course, they always, they always, I, I find their go-to representation of that, of course, is Hawks as a kid having his Endeavor doll. Like, I mean, and, like, I get, I get, like, choked up every time I think of that interaction because you have such a powerful, like, next-blooded here, like, like, you know, the new blood coming up, um... You know, and his literal like mentor being, or like uh, inspiration being the guy like right ahead of him, right? So yeah. I always, I like that is such a nice thing that I think they've really manifested out of like almost nowhere. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting part of the story because not only from the Hawks perspective, but like a lot of people are looking up to Endeavor at this point for better or for worse of, you know, how terrible Endeavor is as a person. People are still mm -hmm. looking up for him for, you know, guidance as like the number one hero right now, or even like, uh, All Might telling Bakugo he needs to look towards um, Endeavor because it would be good for him, um, which totally makes sense, right? Like, their personalities are similar in the fact of, like, they're very, like, hot-headed. Uh, no pun intended, obviously. Um, nice. But he needs to kind of, like, curb that a little bit and, like, channel it into, like, being a hero. Um, and I think, I thought that was really interesting that, like, everyone is, like, looking towards this character who is, like, extremely... Uh, flawed as an understatement <laughs> it's extremely yeah. flawed but still like pushing things forward and that's just it like i mean i feel like the like i mean the the public image of endeavor is always you know very like i, I don't want to say like really like, oh he's brash you know what i mean like as far as like pro heroes go like i mean he's you know a little rougher on the edges not big in pr stuff like that right but it, like nobody really knows like how horrible of a person endeavor you know was capable of being and like i mean we've talked about this theme like time and time again that he's trying to like redeem himself especially with his son and everything like that right but like you have this entire basically society looking up to this one guy who has like a laundry list of issues right so it's such it's so interesting to see and like kind of how he's handling it because uh, you know, I don't, like I like I think credits where credits do. Endeavor's doing an okay job, but not like cracking under the pressure. He's got a gnarly ass scar now, which I think I like. It makes me like casual Endeavor so much more. Like when he picks him up in the bus, like it's just yeah. a good look. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought the the ending was mid, <laughs> very mid. Yeah, very mid. I think a mid's yeah. fair. I didn't, I didn't detest it or anything like that. There was there's definitely worse ones out there. Yeah, but let's let's switch gears a little bit. Um, and talk about the next, I don't know, I think it's going to be a pretty big subject, um, and that is the sidekicks of, of the agency and just how uh, how much we all love Burning and how great she is. Burning's pretty great. <laughs> Burning's like, like just like the embodiment of what you'd expect an Endeavor sidekick to be. Like, yeah. um, she's the poster child. <laughs> I, I just hope we get like more banter between her and Bakugo because that was pretty good. Um, I really like that. 
and I don't know. I it's it's really interesting. So the thing I want to dive into here is just like how it functions, like as an organization of having that many sidekicks. Um, it, it's it's essentially like an entire police force, essentially for this area. Yeah, and it it really makes you wonder, like how, like how this this setup kind of coexists with like the actual police because you have an agency that literally is fully capable of policing maybe to better effect than the actual police force and all ruled by like one guy and it's all privatized like they, these like endeavor's agencies basically could be blackwater you know what i mean yes. like no yeah literally <laughs> so it's a, it's it's such a crazy setup to me and like it makes me wonder like is burning like the the head supervisor because she's like the primary sidekick like is there tiers to management like or is it just all endeavor and then down they have dispatchers like you know they have, they have very clearly like sidekicks who aren't they might not even have quirks or quirks that aren't yeah. even hero quirks they're, they're literally just there as support yeah it's 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 so it's cool because we i think this is the first time we've ever actually seen a big agency like i mean i think the uh second largest agency i think we've seen is maybe gunheads way back in the day like, where he did have, like, you know... Well, I mean, okay, and then we have Gang Orca, too. But, like, we haven't actually seen how Gang Orca's organization works. So we just know he has, like, a slew of henchmen. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I think one, like, interesting thing that happens in anime all the time that I think we need to, like, uh, like I call out a little bit. Uh, because, yep. like, if you describe these in real-life situations, they are just the, the, the most horrible things for society of all time. Because you're, like, literally, it's, like, a private, like incredibly strong police force that's privatized uh just like hanging out in the city that's more powerful than the, you know the government police uh which sounds horrible yeah. but in the context of like uh this this fun anime it rules it's kind of sick it is super sick it is absolutely sick right and i like now that we've kind of gotten deeper to this because i think this is the, the first time we've ever actually really talked about like agencies versus like actual police force and stuff like that it would be nice to see the police force having Maybe not like maybe not like one of the heroes in like the top ten, but like actually have a government employed hero. You know what I mean? Not going through the hero like the, the like the hero agencies and stuff like that. Like, well, I think we do. I think that's what the hero commission is. I think they're a government agency. So like, so do, do these private do these private like uh, like uh, organizations like basically all kind of file fall under the government regardless. Is that, is that how I, it works? I think so. Uh, from, from what it seems like, it seems like there is like a grander, like hero, like, cause there's the hero commission and they are yeah. the governing body of all heroes. And so while the agencies don't, aren't like branches of them, they still like report up through. Fall under them. Yeah. yeah so, okay. so there is still like regulation behind heroes and whatnot. I think through, through the hero commission. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I guess maybe I would just like to see, like, a super-powered, like, or, like, you know, like, a top 15 quirked, like, police officer, I guess, or something like that, you know what I mean? To kind of, like, make the actual police force seem like, you know, they can kind of go head-to-head -head with some of these agencies, should, like, you know, they go rogue or some shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, it would be nice to see that. Um, clearly, that, that's something that's not really touched on in the anime, because they downplayed the police force immediately uh, in, like, what, like, the second episode or something like that? Yeah. Where, you know, if you're corkless, we'll... Go, and you would still want to do good you know join be a cop right like i mean yeah i i think from a lot of the hints and this is me like piecing together like a, a puzzle that might not be there but from what it seems like from what we've seen in the show as well as like vigilantes as a spinoff it seems like the police force is more or less detectives at this point 
and they're yeah. focusing on like investigating like these crimes because uh, the heroes are really the muscle of society uh, going to solve these and fighting against like villains. But I would assume that um, the police force is doing more like detective work and probably dealing with non quirk related crimes like white collar crime. Uh, crime? Yeah, yeah, like fraud and stuff like that. I assume Endeavor, you know, isn't blasting up into like the top floor of like an office building <laughs> to get someone on fraud charges or anything like that. It could happen. You don't know. It could. Like he, you maybe has to subpoena somebody, right? Like. <laughs> All right, uh, but let's 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 talk about Hawks being a spy and what what's what's going on with that? Because uh, we we, we we went back and forth in only like two scenes with it before it was basically resolved. I guess. I would say it's pretty much resolved at this point. Yeah, I don't think you can like question it anymore. I, I'm pretty sure him revealing the grand scheme to Endeavor is pretty like cut and dry. Hawks is a good guy, right? Like, I mean, I think up until then you could speculate like, okay, is this all just like kind of a facade? Is he even telling himself this to convince himself or like concerned about the tracking or some shit like that? Like who knows, right? But I think at this point we got it locked in that like Hawks is playing for the good guys and he's just a very effective double agent. Yeah. uh, The one thing that I think is still like an open question that's a little concerning is he had this like weird conversation with Best Genius and then left his apartment with a giant duffel bag, uh, which is perfectly <laughs> Best Genius sized. And he also drew a, like a like a like a feather sword too, like standing in his apartment. So I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know. You can you can like you can extrapolate a bunch of that. Does he try and kill Best Genius? Does he try and kill like an assailant that he knows is going to be there because he is a double agent? You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, right? And we also now know where Best Genius is because we knew we knew he was missing. Now he's not missing, just in hiding, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Which I think no. Well, I think the timing is a little bit weird because we are jumping back and forth between like Hawks a lot, and I assume all the things that happened to Hawks wasn't the same day, and so right the missing thing I assume is probably like whatever happened in the scene. Um, you know, then it's oh okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I actually got out of it because I didn't think I I I think we caught up with what Hawks has been doing, but it's not like a you know he's talking with Dobby, he's going to talk with the commission, he's flying over to the talk with Best Genius. I assume it's just like right. you know in, over the... in in the course of like a, a ton of different time. Right. Okay. Which would line up more with like the the article that Bakugo was reading. Okay. That that makes more sense because like I was wondering that I was like, is this just like you know him in like is he missing because of what hawks did or is he missing deliberately so he can like try and evade something you know what i mean yeah i think that was the, that was the big thing i was trying to i was trying to figure out right so yeah uh but i regardless i think we are probably approaching the end of the the hawks spy arc which i i kind of wish we had a little bit more i wish it was a little bit more mystery behind it yeah like i mean i like 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 i said before like it's just such an, something that's so untouched in the my hero universe like espionage and you know like double agents and stuff like that because i mean like why like why bother with subterfuge when you have quirks you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think like there's only so much place for it and maybe that's why they're ending it in like the time they are because you can only do so much i think i think the, the cool part is, is about this whole thing is that i think dobby is still a bit of a wild card i think he's still like i don't know if he's truly aligned with the league of villains like Especially with how they kind of play him off in the opener where it's, you know, like everybody's already gathered and he's just showing up like at the end. I like, I don't know. 
hundred percent who he's playing for. You know what I mean? Is he and not so much like is Dobby a good guy? I absolutely I don't think so. I don't think so at all. But is he playing for himself or is he playing for the League of Villains? Yeah, I think that's a good question because my my ultimate question about you know Hawks trying to talk with the League of Villains and going through Dobby is why Dobby? Why Dobby, Dobby is exactly. the voice of the League of Villains? It's always either Shigaraki um, or it's um, what's his name the the arms dealer. Oh God, yeah, yeah, who we've seen like barely at yeah, all recently. He, he, was, he was in like season one, I think, of where he was bringing people in. The only time yeah. there's like outside forces like dealing with the League of Villains is either through him bringing villains in, um, Shigaraki, or I guess technically twice was the one who brought in um, uh, brought in the Yakuza. So I, I guess yeah, technically yeah. him, but like but I, I wonder why is it that it's Dobby. It, yeah, because like, like like Dobby, it he just seems like such a question mark. You know what I mean? Like why why pick Dobby? Right? Like I mean, you could argue that like Spinner would probably be better. I mean, Twice would probably be better because Twice, like despite being all over the goddamn place, still like has like a kind of a direct line. You know what I mean? Whereas you don't, I I feel like you don't ever know really what's going on with Dobby. He just yeah. seems too 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 unstable. Yeah, but. I think I want to get into like the the meat, the meat of it, uh, the real the real question marks that keep popping up, and that is this meta liberation, um, this meta liberation group that we we found out about. So they have over a hundred thousand people, which yeah. is a What's lot. The, like, think about that. Think about that in like, like hero numbers. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm assuming because they're meta, like they're meta, they're meta liberation. They, these people are like have quirks right like i'm assuming right like there's no way they'd be like they'd have like quirkless members maybe i don't know yeah so uh some of the big stuff that we is so, so to connect the dots around this because we've heard this a couple different times now uh so we know about destro so destro is the villain he was a part of the the, the like the classic old villains uh mm -hmm that we learned from gentle gentle was going off about like the villains of like, you know, the, like, the gold old days, so to speak. And Destro was one of them. Um, and so, yeah, is it like, is this like a army of villains? Um, is there like, clearly we have one hero. Does this mean there's more heroes involved with it as well? Which would make, would make a little bit more sense on why the numbers would be bigger. Um, and is this is this the the new organization League of Villains is working with? Because this would make sense, right? So going back again, because we talked about this last week, um, back in the beginning of the season, the end of last season, where Hawks was like, "Oh yeah, there's there's Nomu everywhere." So if there's Nomu everywhere and there's a hundred thousand people, we the hundred thousand people are probably just spread out throughout Japan, right? So it would make <laughs> sense that the Nomu are everywhere these 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 group are everywhere so that's probably like where the numbers are coming from yeah they're working in like in coalition right yeah. like that's the, the my, my question is is like something that's worded because like i think the full title for them is meta liberation army that's yeah. like that's that's revealed right so uh my question is are they like are they villains are they anarchists like because i because that's the message i seem to be getting much more that it's not like they're not trying to like cause dismay they just kind of want to like they want everybody to start from scratch and like do their own thing right like that's that's their big that's their big thing right so like what, what like where categorically in hero society does that put them does it automatically slot them as a villain 
because they're against hero society i guess so right like well i the way that they describe themselves is they want to you know essentially break break all of the chains that the government has around uh quirks or like meta abilities which inherently that's just like them being anarchists it sounds like which yeah. to do that you need to collapse society which i yeah, i would say collapsing society is pretty does. villain stuff to do right yeah enough yeah 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 it's just it's just a different i guess it's, it's a different type of villain that we haven't seen we haven't like i mean like we've only really had maybe three types of encounters of like the villain arc no four i think four stain gentle shiasaki and shigaraki i guess like all four of them have like they they embody like different parts of like a like a villain right so i guess now like we're seeing the fifth one with anarchy i guess like yeah um but i i think this would this would make sense of this is like where the league of villains kind of kind of shows up because they're they're like parasites essentially on like they just try to like ride off of like the group and numbers of other people all the time yeah uh they pretty much they started this with uh stain on that's how they got like a ton of like backing is from stain and like half of the the core members are are there because they believe in 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 what stain was preaching and i i think shigaraki's is still kind of like oh yeah 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 we we like stain we're, we're down with that um, yeah, we're down with staying, yeah. Yeah, or or the uh, Chiyosuke, they just, like, kind of rode their coattails as well in terms of, like, numbers. And it would just yeah. make sense that, like, this new big group shows up. They would just be like, yeah, we'll, we'll be a part of that. We're down? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? And, like, I mean, you even see this now. Like, I know we don't even – we don't – we we really walk a thin line whether or not we want to call the movies canon. I know sometimes they get canned, sometimes they're not. But you even see this in the second movie with Shigaraki and Nine too, where like we're like, you know, Nine's like basically dying, and Shigaraki's like, Haha. like you did, you know, you found out stuff that I needed you to find out for me. You know what I mean? And so like, I mean, yeah, they really are like a parasitic entity that like just keep, seems to keep getting stronger too. Yeah. Like 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 everybody else kind of falls like when they leech on, but they still like not only not only profit by either like numbers or like ma manufacturing, which they kind of did with Shiatsuki, but, and they just get, they just get better. Right. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Is that, is that, is that death tolls for this new, uh, meta liberation army or, you know, what's going to happen with them? Are they going to absorb each other? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I, I also think the concerning thing is the hundred thousand number. Cause that means yeah, it's a, a big number. A <laughs> hundred thousand people are going to either, uh, die or get thrown in jail at the end of this, which is like, how do you even like begin to jail and police that amount of people at once, right? Well, assuming with like decent quirks too, right? Like that's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to jail a normal person or somebody who has like quirk that doesn't really do that much, but you know, like as we've seen, you have to take special precautions depending on the quirk, right? So like, I mean, now you have a hundred thousand of that. Like, I mean, have have fun, man. Yeah. Like, some people are dying. People gotta die, right? Like, all right. Is there anything else that you want to touch upon before we, we, we wrap this up? I had something and uh, I can't think of it now. You'll hear from it, me on like on the on the, the podcast Twitter. I'll start like but it, it'll come to me and I'll just start spamming about it. <laughs> All ready right. for that. So then let's get into the Plus Ultra Award. For those not initiated, the Plus Ultra Award is every single week we pick someone who went beyond, who went Plus Ultra in this last episode. Who do you think went plus ultra, James? Who's your Who's your pick? We got a coin flip, man. This is a coin flip episode. It's tough. And it's a tough one. It is tough. And you know what? 
I I think I got to say Hawks. I think I have to. Like, he's played the double agent role perfectly. He hasn't got his lines crossed. Like, I mean, still very true to his values, despite making sure making it very evident that to either side that he's playing for them. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I think it's I think it's got to be Hawks. Endeavor is like a really close second, though, to find out that, you know, he, you know, he knows how to press X for doubt. So, I mean, I think, he, I think he's up there, but I think it's I think I got to give the Hawks. Yeah, I think that's a really good choice. And, you know, I, over the past couple of weeks, I've been really thinking, and I think Andrew's gotten to me. And I don't know, uh, wh- when I read that letter, I just, I thought that Erie had to get it. Because that <laughs> wonderful... God! <laughs> no, of course, of course it is Hawks. Of course <laughs> Hawks gets it. Um, you know, yeah, he, he's doing the double agent thing. It's it's really good, and he hasn't dropped it anywhere so far. Um, and yeah. he is completely, like... Like, completely bugged. Like, they know that, like, he got nervous because he almost checked out the wrong coffee. Like, this yeah, is, like, exactly. real deal kind of, like, uh, uh, kind of bugging. And so the fact that he was able to navigate around that and still get a message out to Endeavor was super, super impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I think Hawks is the MVP. Like, I'm, like, I know I'm happy that we're getting so much of him because he's a good character, too, right? Yeah. But... With that, James, is there anything else that you want to add in before we uh, before we end the show? Uh, never let Andrew vote for Erie again. Never, just like don't don't let it happen. Yeah, we're we're just going to uh, not give him a vote in this uh, in in this week because he's going to say something stupid, and we'll yeah, he's gonna... <laughs> perfect. All right, everyone, thank you so much for watching or listening. Class One A is the place to be if you're a My Hero Academia fan. We go over the the main manga, like uh, we go over the main manga, the anime. Uh, even vigilantes and a ton of other stuff. So make sure that you're subscribed and we will see you all next time.